Oshio Oginali Halito Amakana If something has a function, it shall surely take on a form based on principles of powers. You just have to be a vigilant observer, capable of recognizing the signs and symbols to wisely be able to practically apply that knowledge to life. It has been written that one should study all the days of one's life to show oneself approved and that heaven is at hand and heaven is here now. So is it possible that it is also being said that the only thing constant is change? Are you strong enough to listen to what is said here and now to remember that a definition of the word religion is a pursuit or interest to which someone ascribes supreme importance? So why not make your training a religion? The definition of sinning is to forget or to not train. The definition of believing means you have to do it. Take that knowledge and training and solely teach or train your own children. Nurture that nature to your babies. Oshio Uginali, Dodesa Doa, Sunflowers. Halitoa Makana, Sunflowers are what you for. Hello everyone, I am Sunflowers. This is my co-host, wife, colleague, business partner, best friend. <laughs> Halito everyone, I'm Rose Flowers. Uh, today's podcast, we are going to be talking about words. Now, to start this podcast off, I'm going to refer to our previous podcast, and um, we promised you some information. So, we talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, we talked about the word unicorn. Now, I hope some of you did your homework and looked up unicorn by way of bicorn. I hope you, you know, you did that, because... When I first Google unicorn, you see the quote unquote mythical creature, the, you know, horse with a, the cartoon, the cartoon, you know, it's got the horn on its head. Um, but if you look deeper and you looked in the bicorn, you probably found out some interesting information. Now here, if you, uh, do like I did and I just simply typed in relatives of horses. And the first thing that comes up on Bing, I didn't use Google, I went to Bing.com and I typed in relatives of horses and it's www.mnn.com slash earth-matters slash animals. Um, it says the 12 astonishing facts about horses. The horse's closest relative is the rhino. There is only one surviving branch of the horse family and that is, the, that is Echus. This branch includes not only Echus Cabalus, excuse me, Echus Cabalus, the domesticated horse, but also the Przewalski's horse, zebras, asses, and donkeys. So, what people don't know is there is an animal in India called the Indian rhinoceros. Um, when you look up what an Indian rhinoceros is, it'll tell you that it is in fact a unicorn and as a matter of fact there's even a youtube video where um 
let me pause that real quick. I'm going to let you hear the, the, the person on it. just a brief clip up here, and this is for educational purposes. Um, the, the, type, the name of the video is Indian Rhino Safari in Kaziranga National Park. And you will hear her even say it herself. The rhino's Latin name. I'm sorry, I cut it off a little earlier, but she said unicorn. The rhino's Latin name is Unicornus rhinoceros. Um, so, even here, if you step into, I'm gonna pull up the dictionary here, the American Dictionary of the English Language. When you pull up the word unicorn, it reads noun. L unicornis unis one. And cornu, horn, an animal with one horn. The monoceros. This name is often applied to the rhinoceros. So when you even look it up, if you go in the Hebrew and and which the Old Testament is in Hebrew, the New Testament is in Greek. So uh, you know, and some of Greek deals with a lot of Latin words as well. So there are Latin words you'll see in there. It'll say unicornis rhinoceros when you look up when you read it in the new testament of the bible um as well as you know here we have i'm gonna have rose here read one of the so we also looked up how many times that it's mentioned in the bible one of the passages was numbers um let me see numbers 22 so if you get a chance, look this up in the Bible as well. So I'm going to read it off real quick. Numbers 22. And it says, God brought them out of Egypt. He hath as it were the strength of, a, of an unicorn. So people, I, we used to hear all the time, even while I, when I was working, I, I had a friend or excuse me, a co-worker. Yeah, she was a friend as well. And... I remember her coming to me. She was like, we were talking about religion and stuff like that. I stopped believing in religion when I I heard they had unicorns in the Bible. Unicorns ain't real. How you gonna put? And it's like, in that moment, and it, and let me let me preface this. At the time, I didn't. I wasn't aware either of the background of a unicorn. But it it was so it was still off putting because people immediately discount something with ignorance because of the fact she was unaware of what an actual unicorn is not what they made up within the past you know 100 years 200 years skittles commercials yeah <laughs> it was Turn it was yeah it was immediately discounted how unicorns your name they're fake and they got them in the bible that's why i don't i don't believe in it you know and they're doing it on purpose they're doing it on purpose um, so anyway, we wanted to, to, to bring that information up. I hope you guys were able to look into it. You did some research, you, you dug deep and you were able to find what an actual unicorn is. It is not this mythological creature. It is a rhinoceros with one horn. And they are on the brink of extinction. Yeah. Quite honestly, tell you the truth, they don't have any more in the wild. The last one was killed a couple of years ago now they're only on reserves yeah if they're not on a reserve and they're caught out in the wild people are going to kill them 
and they won't exist anymore, and it will be something mythical. The mythical, yeah. Now what so, you see so, in uh, zoos and stuff is, is a bicorn, and that's right, what so I was mentioning. So you're not taking care of the land properly as you're supposed to. It's being um, pillaged and raped and destroyed. Your The ecosystem and the environment is being taken advantage of. It's being siphoned off of like a, by a parasite. It is... It's, any organism should naturally have a, a symbiotic relationship with this environment as well as, you know, um, establishing a niche within the ecosystem where it not only takes, but it gives. So that's that's the, the balance and, and harmony in life, give and take. Just like you give in a breath, you, you take in and you also give off. What you give off is being consumed by something else. The trees, they consume what you expel off and they transmit, they, they take it in and they transmute it into something and they give it off and you take it in. It's a, a symbiotic balance between the two and is needed and it must be established and maintained. Without its balance and its maintenance, which as a caretaker of the land, you must be aware of that balance and the fact that it must be maintained and you actually have to do the work to help it. And if you don't do the help to help it, do the work to help it, excuse me, you know, it's the same as to what just transpired with what I'm referring to with the unicorn, the, the real living unicorn, what it really is. It may not be beautiful and majestic like what you see on television, <laughs> but it is still a unicorn, and it is still strong. It is a symbol of strength and power. It is known to be a symbol of strength and power. And, you know, that's one of the things that we want to talk about today later on with, um, you know, science, symbols, principles, and power. And, you know, he says it's a symbol of strength and power. So going back to the Bible, when you read the Bible, knowing what a word is, the etiology, the etymology of the of the word is extremely important. So you know the meaning of the passage that you're reading. Now, another thing I want to bring up with words is uh, while I was in class, we were learning about uh, nerves and the cells within specific nerves. Now, nerves, when they transmit signals, the word that's used is that they're being irritated. It's an irritation. So when they when he used that word, my instructor used that word, I was like, wow. And he, he brought it up himself. He said, you know, they use the word irritated. And you'll see a lot of people, you'll hear a lot of the phrase, um, they irritate me like it's something that's a uh, negative. A negative right. It's, you know, it's bad. But also, oh, you're getting on my last nerve. You know, you have to really think about what you're saying when you say that because nerves are very sensitive things in your body so when you say nerves. somebody getting on your nerves irking your nerves that's a pretty powerful thing to say but and why even give them that power right so going into that you know the the power of words there's um an experiment that was done by a japanese author his name is masaru 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 emoto and i'm gonna spell it m-a-s-a-r-u-e-m-o-t-o um, and I, I'm just online, I'm on Wikipedia, and I'm going to just read the first little paragraph. 
It says, Emoto's water crystal experiments consisted of exposing water in glasses to different words, pictures, or music, and then freezing and examining the aesthetic properties of the resulting crystals with microscopic photography. So, give me one second. We got to pause real quick, y'all. We got the pause children. For the <laughs> Okay, sorry about that. We're back. Uh, we got our, our little ones. We got an extra co-host with yeah, us. Yeah, so if you hear some little some little words, just bear with us. Um, so anyway, back to the experiment. Uh, what he did when he exposed this water to words and pictures is the the they had an effect on the crystals uh, at a microscopic level. Now, I say this because your body is... is and people, there's different percentages, but there's an agreement that your body is mostly water. Even your bones, even your bones are mostly made up of water. So when you speak, when you talk, it reverberates throughout your body. So what you say is extremely important. And I, I say that because people say stuff like when they laugh, oh man, I was, I'm dead. I'm weak. When you say stuff like that, even me saying it right now gives me kind of a, uh, a yucky feeling. But Mom. you saying that Mom. has a big impact. Mom. You got pee-pee? Yay. Hold on. <laughs> okay, third go around. Let's let's do this. So, speaking back on Masu, Masaru Emoto. Masaru. Um, and the experiment he did. Um. I'm sorry, we got our children with us, y'all, so I'm going to try to hopefully lead off where I keep going where I, I left off. But what you say has such an impact. That's right, I was talking about people saying I'm dead and stuff like that. What you say has such an impact on your body, with your body being uh, mostly made up of water molecules. And uh, I, I really want you to take the time and look this guy up. And there's YouTube videos where he speaks and he puts these words um, on the water and it changes the, the crystalline effect and the positive um, words like love um, and care and you know things like that it, it changed it into these beautiful crystals and words like hate and anger and sadness it, it was you know more of these disfigured looking type crystals and that goes along with music um, it goes along with like he said pictures so in that, the senses, eyes, uh, your sight, your hearing, your touch, your taste, and your smell. All of those are things that you, t all those are, are senses that you take into your body. And every sense, everything that you sense, that you take in, it affects your body in, in specific ways. But yeah. with us talking about words, specifically words, and that includes thought. That includes thought, includes what you think. Is that very important? What you think has a resonance and an energy that goes throughout your body. So even if it's that, I know sometimes people just have that sporadic thought and it just kind of pops in your head. You think you can control that as well. And there's a reason why we're using words and we're going into talking about water specifically because water also, as for his experiment pertains to it being done on a uh, microscopic level uh, and that size and we're talking about cellular level and, and, and all the nano level of things you know 
water carries memory. And realizing that, you, you should be aware of that when you consume water to put in your body, to hydrate yourself, or to put on your body to cleanse yourself, as well as what you're using to wash your dishes, your clothes, because it all has an effect on your system. Your body is is a system, and there are a number of systems, and they all function together in harmony to keep this one vessel in existence. Um, so we're going to go and reference the words in the Bible and why we're talking about this and what it pertains to. So like in the beginning, it states that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God because the word was God. Okay. And in that, you know, in the beginning, God said the, the earth was void and without form. And God said, let there be light. And it was so he said, let there be light. And it was so why? Because the word is God. So when you look into it in a certain way, and we're going to reference back here, like I said on the last podcast, with signs, symbols, principles, and powers. You look at, I want you to look at things in this regard. And why I'm referencing the Bible. Now, I don't have to just reference the Bible. I'm only speaking of the Bible because here in America, that's what the majority of people know about. May They may not have read the entire book from cover to cover but you know i can i can talk about the quran i can talk about the Bhagavad gita i can talk about the egyptian book of the dead i can talk about the tibetan book of the dead i can talk about the pale fox i've read through all these books um and when you learn about words and what words mean and what's being conveyed to you um you know based off the script that you're reading and we're going to use the english language the one that i'm going to use right now um, you know, the script that associates with that language, you know, has the alphabet, you know, alpha, beta, even though it's still pertaining to Greek, you know, alpha, beta, char, uh, what is it? Alpha, beta, what's C? I forget what C is. So on. I, 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 I see it's alpha, beta, delta, um, eps. I got them. I have them written down. I, I, I'm, uh, I didn't even take the time to look it up because this came off the top of my head. But anyway. Um, that's what the alphabet pertains to A, B, C, D, E, F, G and they all have sounds that correlate to each particular symbol so A, I, E B, B, C, K, D, D so on, you know, throughout the entire sequence of letters so when you take those certain letters out of that and put them in a specific sequence you'll get specific words that apply to a specific thing like the word ice so you take ice to make the word ice that just spelled the word spelling so with a spell that's cast from saying ice you know it comes into being or by either um, describing it or stating that it is in existence or to be created it can be made we know what we need to do to make ice um, Calm down, son. You need some water. May I have some water, please? You're supposed to be using your words. Um, That sequence, depending on the litany, can make either a word, a phrase, 
a sentence, a paragraph, a story, a book, you know, um, an encyclopedia. The dictionary is comprised of words. So within that, um, you take it and people say a picture is worth a thousand words. Now they also say a symbol is worth a thousand pictures. Now, when we come back around to it again, the letters of the alphabet are all symbols that are used as signs to apply a principle for power to be exercised. So, here, talking back about the nano aspect of it, the cellular level of it, the earth being void and without form, that's the egg sitting within the womb of a woman. And the word that comes along, you know, it does have its mitochondrial DNA because it, it is created from a word as well. A word created that body and governed that body to create different earths for a word to come inhabit. And when a new word comes along and it touches it, it is passing a genetic sequence. DNA, when you get your adenine, your guanine, your thionine, your cytosine, those all are sequenced in a specific litany to create your uh, chromosomes, the chromosome set up to make the nucleus of your cell. The cells accumulate within your body to make the whole of you. We're talking trillions and trillions of cells to make one physical body to move around and interact in this environment within this ecosystem. Now, I, I, I want to uh, preface something real quick. I know we reference the Bible a lot, and like you said, he can reference um, almost any, I guess, religious text. Um, but since we're, you know, in America, or, you know, I guess the best way to put it, most people refer to the Bible, which all of the texts, the religious texts, are all talking about the same thing. They're all talking about the same thing. Um, now, religion has been very much commercialized. So we don't want you to look at the Bible and religion in that context. Please don't think we're trying to push religion on you. The Bible is a tool. It is a book. It is something that you utilize that has information that you learn from. That's how we want you to look at it. Um, so when we, I just, I just want to put that out there. When we reference the Bible, when we talk about it, it's in the context it's in the context of learning something to get information from it because a lot of people mistake the bible and they just throw it in with religion which they've totally commercialized and are monetizing off of it and it's it's pretty sad because the bible has so much information in it i look at the bible now as the same thing as my anatomy and physiology book it's it's literally it's information to learn about yourself and how you work and what you do it has the same information it's just written in a different way literature it's been put in a form of literature that's all it is so what i want people to really pay attention to is again the word religion pertains to something that's being done every day and it being done pertains to what you believe that's what you're doing and that's why the words are important to know what they mean um, you know, there is another way that the word believe is played upon, but it's, it's 
in a mirror aspect and it's one of those things that, that's used in a way to hurt you and that is when you believe something that's untrue and that means when you look at it and break it down the root word of it becomes lie and the prefix be create being of existence means you bring the lie into existence and that's not really something that you should do when belief pertains to what you do if you believe something to be that's what you do you believe if i eat this this is the process these are the processes that are going to affect me in this specific way and i have to be able to utilize that in a way that it is efficient and beneficial for me and not of a detriment and that, that goes into, we listened to a young lady before. Um, I didn't get to ask her permission to use her name, so I'm not going to use it. But we listened to a young lady's um, live uh, Facebook feed, and she was talking about um, affirmation. Laws of attraction. Laws of attraction. I'm sorry, laws of attraction. And that's that kind of ties into that. So when you, you know, everything is connected. Everything is connected to everything. And laws of, attra- laws of attraction or speaking things into existence. That's what that kind of ties into. When you speak those things into existence, they do not as if they already do. Right. So that includes small things. When you are eating something, when you're eating a fruit, you want to think to yourself. And that's also where, first let me say, when you want to think to yourself that that food is going to nourish your body, it is going to give you the nutrients and vitamins that is needed for your bodies to uh, thrive, for your cells to uh, continue to uh, give your body what it needs so that also goes into prayer when people pray over their food that's what that is again people tie it into religion and it's, it's gotten kind of out of hand and but that's important it's important to pray you know and pray may not be the best word but to speak that affirmation to speak what the in, the intention of what you want to happen with that food to do to your body and to know that it being in a state that is beneficial to you like I'll, I'll give an example I know a lot of people are trying to turn to consuming a lot of cereals or they may have grown up eating cereals and find that there are um, more fiber rich cereals that they can consume Uh, I tell people to be aware of that and be cautious of it because within this, the food that you consume should be medicinal to you. You know, um, when you consume something, it will provide something in a bioavailable form because it is coming from an organism. Now, when you realize what an organism is, it is is a um, collective of organs within one... um, vessel with um, correlating systems to that function together and it comes into a being within that um, what you take in is important so when you consume it if it's not providing you something that is nourishing your body it is depleting you and then in that it causes no longer a state of ease, but a form of dis-ease. Disease. So this is going to go a little bit more in depth uh, on another topic. Um, like I was saying, 
your senses and what they take in. You know, we're, we're specifically talking about words and your auditory sense. But uh, real quick, I want to touch on your, 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 what you smell, what you see, what you touch. So when you put on perfume and you put on cologne and you use body wash and soap and shampoo, those um, different chemicals, those smells, they, they get into your body. And I have a, a sort of a rule of thumb, which is very difficult to do and I'm still working on. I'm not, you know, I have to, you know, it's, it's not a difficult thing for me to do what, what I'm getting ready to say right now. But if you if you can't ingest it, you shouldn't put it on your body. If you can't eat what you're about to put on your skin, you should not be putting it on your body because it is entering your body just in a different way. Your skin being an organ is your first line of defense against outside influences. However, it's still there's still pores in your skin and it still enters into your body, into your bloodstream and into all the rest of your organs. Very small microscopic amounts, but it's still entering into your body. That's why you've heard of people, <clears throat> excuse me, you can, uh, we saw um, a video the other day, Black Jesus, it's a video, it's a show on Amazon and there's a character on there that he's not able to get drunk anymore. So one way he tries to get drunk is he pours, he fills a bathtub with alcohol and he he uh, gets into it. Let me tell you something. You fill a, a bathtub with alcohol and you lay in it for, it is going to take some hours. You will get drunk. You will get drunk. Oh, you're going to get more than drunk. You, you, it, because you it's, alcohol poisoning. <laughs> it's entering your system through your pores. So you have to think about that when you're you, yeah, when you're smelling it, um, if, drinking it. You're, yeah, if you're you're in you're ingesting it when you smell something, your nose. That's why you have ear, nose, and throat doctors. They're all connected to one thing. You put something in your ear, it's gonna you're ingesting it. You know, um, and that includes hearing. That includes hearing. You're in you're ingesting it. You're digesting it, just in a different manner, not as much as food. And people take that for granted for what they put on their skin, on their hair, on their nails, on their face, especially your face, especially your face. And when he was talking earlier about when you put your body in a state of dis-ease, a lot of us take little things for granted as far as... Little um, signs and something. Yeah, like if you have acid reflux, people just pop a Tums or, Rolaid. you know, Rolaid or whatever. But that's your body's first sign of telling you, hey, something ain't right. It's communicating. You know, it's communicating with you. It's telling you that something is, is not going right here. That includes gas, belching, and farting. It is getting rid of something that should not be in the body. Now, those uh, food, you know, there are healthy foods that give you gas, but it's still, it's getting rid of what's not needed. So when you have small signs, a little headache, your arm itches, you Skin have to out. really pay attention to those little signs because yeah, that's your because body that. telling you something is going on. And that does not mean just go to a doctor and ask them. I mean, I'm not saying don't see a physician, please don't. I'm not saying don't see a physician. But what I'm what I'm saying one should do, uh, my suggestion, I'm sorry, is do a, uh, a journal. And, that, and not just a food journal, but an, an environment journal. I've never, I've never heard of anybody doing this, 
but not only should you write down all the foods that you eat on a daily basis write down what you are subjecting yourself to the type of what effects um, is it giving you yeah the type the type of uh, laundry detergent the type of dryer sheets the type of soap the type of shampoo the type of whatever you you where you go at work the type of cologne and and perfumes that they're using you know what you're being subjected to in your environment is so important and people just don't think about that you know somebody come in your your face and they breath smell like coffee guess what you didn't drink a little bit of coffee now it's, again it's had this microscopic level but you're ingesting that and i i don't think um people realize that when i and here's and I, i'm rambling but so when i went overseas we had to do uh we had a class on what we should expect a briefing and the brief one of a part of the briefing they said um we had this guy telling us hey i just want to let you because we had to take all these shots because we're going we were going into an environment that was very different from over here we the part of we went to afghanistan and the part of afghanistan that we went to was uh underdeveloped they didn't have sewage and septic systems so the guy was telling us hey you're going to be ingesting about a teaspoon of fecal matter um probably almost on a daily basis depending on where you're at because they defecate outside they urinate outside now for the most part again they're not just walking down the street and hopping off the side of the road and use the bathroom it is in a designated area and for the most part it's covered up but you can still smell it so if you smell it you're consuming, you're consuming it and it kind of makes me mad you know people will go into a bath oh my you know and they i'm like every time you go in the bathroom and defecate you're ingesting it because you smell it now it's not such a horrible thing i know i may have turned a lot of people off by that it's not like you're taking spoon you know eating your own poop it just came out of you so but if it's offensive to you i mean <laughs> come on let's be realistic but my point is when you are at work around all of your co-workers with you know 25 30 different colognes and perfumes and shampoos and you know uh, air sprays and all this other stuff that's going your, your on. Senses are, are it's right. Being it's sensory, right? And you may not sensory assault. It may not affect you in that moment, but again, later on, you get that little headache. You get a, a backache. You're tense. You're stressed. Those your senses take all that in every day, and it compounds, and it gets worse over time. You yeah, know, just like those cereals. You know, a lot of people. So I take a lot of cereals that are supposed to be healthy for you because they have full of fiber and they say it has all these minerals and everything. You should be cautious with those cereals because, um, you know, there's an experiment I've shown people to have to do themselves as well as you can look it up on YouTube of people taking cereal, putting it inside of a blender with some water, dry cereal in a blender with some water and blending it up and then taking a magnet and placing it up to it and watch and see what starts accumulating next to that magnet. Which means that something that's being enriched means that they're putting something. They're putting in it in there. It's, it's synthetic. It's not natural. It's not in a. And your body can't break that down. Right. And so therefore, that stuff starts to accumulate in your system, and you are going to have a problem because it's not in a bioavailable form. You, it's not from an organism. You know, when plants break down the 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 minerals that are in the the soil they process it for you they're processing it it changes that's why we're not 
well, I'll speak for myself. I'm not the biggest fan of vitamins, like supplements. No, because, no pharmaceuticals. Yeah, because <laughs> even, even my instructor told me, he said, you got to think about something. When you, when you, like we said, any... It's conveying a message. Any animal or plant fruit that you ingest, they have already broken down the nutrients and vitamins you need. So when you break that down, it... It is it. Um, it's from an organism provided yeah, bioorganically. It Bio goes into your system a lot better. So when when the when it's chemically processed and when it's put into a pill form, my instructor said it. Um, he said I can't remember exactly how he said it. But he said it in a good way. He said when you pop that pill in your mouth, guess where the first place it's going? It's going into your stomach, which is full of acids. Yeah. He said your acids. Uh, Change it. it breaks it down and you're really not getting the benefit of what they say you're getting the benefit of you take a vitamin c pill and after it goes through your stomach acids and your stomach juices um it changes, it changes the composition of it and you're really not getting vitamin c at that point you might get a, a very small amount of it but you'd have to take large 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 doses of it. and that gets hazardous after that that's why they tell you not to take so much vitamin c right. so Any vitamins yeah but you eat an orange you eat uh, kale or anything else that has vitamin C uh, organically in it and after you break after your acids break down the uh, I guess the the skin of the, the fruit or vegetable then the vitamin C naturally is able to to be absorbed into your body and that's the best way to get your vitamins and minerals but you must have a regimen of consuming it yeah for it to be a part of you, you yeah know? It's, it's what you do on a regular basis like, yeah. what you're trained to do or your religion is all about what you set to do in a specific uh sequence to make sure that it's done it's yeah. a practice it's all it is is a practice even within um whatever uh culture you're from you know like uh here in America, that the Aboriginal Americans were originally here first. They coexisted with the land. You know, I can probably look it up. I, I should look it up in the Bible. You know, let's look it up in this dictionary of, of, of the word American. And while he's looking that up, I want to point out um, what they, and a good example, if anybody's seen the movie Avatar, um, when she. Who took the life I, I can't remember her name <laughs> when one of the main characters when she took what was her, her name the water girl no Avatar the movie oh you're talking about Natiri yeah when she took the life of her food she spoke to it you know going back to words she spoke to it and you have to think of the animals that you're consuming if it's the bovine the cow you have to think of the farm it, it grew up on and you know what that farmer was saying to it and and the close proximity of other cows it was all that plays a, a vital role because those you know cows are domesticated and the way they're raised um and what is spoken to them makes it makes a huge impact on you when you ingest it you know that phrase you are what you eat is is very powerful yeah. it's very powerful you are what lot. you eat yeah, yeah you're, you're eating a lot <laughs> you're eating that domesticated animal guess what you become you become more domesticated you know that's why we we try to eat more anything that's caught in nature in nature, nature wild, wild. Yeah. right and we're getting to the point where we can catch it ourselves so we can speak to it 
thank it for the life and energy that it's about to give us and nourish our, nourish our bodies. Um, here in the American, we're back in the American Dictionary, the English language again, and you look up American noun, a native of America, originally applied to the aboriginals or copper-colored races, found here by the Europeans, but now applied to the descendants of Europeans born in America. And that's just, that says a lot. When it says the copper color, that, that copper color that's in their skin is something that it should be a part of your diet. Um, the people who were living here were caretakers of the land, and they lived in a specific way that the diet they consumed was beneficial to them. Become It became a part of their DNA, and by maintaining the regular practice of consuming that diet, even though you're a descendant, your ancestry, and it's hard to, and I, I'll be honest about this, it's hard to track your ancestry because there are people who may have changed their names or somebody may have not given someone someone else's name, and it, it makes it a little difficult to track that back, and that's off topic. I don't want, want to go off on a tangent off topic, but it's still pertaining to DNA too, though. Uh, if you don't know it, you know, there, there, there are faults in the system of, of genetic records with, uh, within being on a piece of paper. But that aside, you know, one of the things that I'm trying to stay on course is like with, I just went into um, one of these CBD shops yesterday. I'm not going to say the name of it because I don't want to uh, have any issues with them. But they were talking about they use a technique called proprietary nanotechnology. Now, um, I asked the, the, the proprietor of the establishment if he could convey to me what the sequence was and how it was um, executed. He wasn't able to do so. You know, he spoke highly of it, and, and from a commercial standpoint, he spoke highly of it, and he, he pushed it to whereas it would hurt his pockets if, you know, if, if CBD gets any bad press. Now, I followed what he told me to look up to see if it would give me an explanation on the sequencing, and it doesn't. It gives a very, very basic, very general explanation of it being sent through a process to make it uh, become bioavailable on a cellular level. So them not conveying to me what this sequence is, makes me wonder I know about nanotechnology and how you can program things on a cellular level to have reactions on a cellular level in which things on a cellular level accumulate on a holistic level to whereas this universe that you reside within can have some adverse effects to where it even comes to a point of falling and perishing so you have to be aware of what you're taking in, even on a microscopic level. You never know what what's in what you're consuming. You have to be aware of that. Okay, so we're gonna wrap this up here. Uh, we got our children; they they getting antsy. Um, and and with that being said, if you have children, that's where it starts. You know, it's it's. I know it's not always easy to change you in the moment it's a it's a that's why they call it a lifestyle change because you have to change it for the rest of your life and being who you are and being who you've been and, wh and what you grew up around and what we were taught i know it's difficult i i'm 
I'm a product of that too. It's very difficult to change. So what I'm trying to do is make sure I change it for my children because you live on through them. Yeah. And yeah. I, not figuratively, but literally speaking, you are living on through them. You do live forever and you live on through your children because your spirit, once it, um, once it linked up with your significant other and it, you created, you created these beings, As you went into two, them. Yeah. Yes, you went into them. So try, you know, I'm sorry, there is no try. Change for your children. We keep, I keep hearing this term, this generational, you know, change. Do that for your children, you know. Make sure you, the way you speak, what you take in, you know, what you eat, smell, touch, taste, see. Make sure what they're experiencing is what will make the change. We don't want to keep, you know, running on this hamster wheel. And that's putting it in a, a, a more simpler and, and kind. Yeah, I mean, cause more we're really, yeah, we're really, <laughs> we're really running ourselves um, into a horrible place. We really are. We really have just raped, we have raped this earth. You know, there's a scene in... Um, you know, me learning about viruses and bacteria and things like that. And I think I mentioned this before. I, I'll probably mention a lot. But that scene in The Matrix where he's like, you know what you are? Hey, you're, you're, you are a virus. You're a virus. You know, we just take and take and take. And we change our environment to suit us when we should be changing to suit the environment. You know, it trips me out. They're, oh, there's all these tsunamis, and I, that's our fault. Yeah, that's our fault because we allow it to tra transpire. We just like not uh, only do we allow it, we are the ones changing it. Yeah. It's like the 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 chemicals they're spraying in the environment. Yesterday, you know, I know that um, airlines have flight path, flight paths. They must maintain that flight path. I saw a guy zigzagging. I recorded it too. I, I used my video recorder to record it. He was zigzagging and curving and going all over the sky. Um, and he was spraying the entire time. And once he got to a point, he turned off his sprayer and he flew on off. Now, those particulates that they're spraying into the air is sifting down and it has an effect on you. And, you know, it, it is affecting your body. And you should be aware of that. And it's only transpiring because you allow it, because you're thinking, oh, well, it's a form of travel. Well, What's more important, that form of travel based on someone else capitalizing off of it at your demise or a more environmentally safe alternative? And there are some that exist. It's just what people are willing to sacrifice because in that, it's the same thing with if you are not willing to sacrifice foods that are detrimental to your your health well there's something else you're going to sacrifice which is your health you know and that it don't matter how much money you have you will go broke when your health gets bad and if you realize it you know dealing with words here i'm gonna end this up real fast i'm gonna say this real quick um if you are a vegan you're only eating vegetables if you're a pescatarian, you know, you're a fish eater, you know, apply your lifestyle to its appropriate state of being and what it really is. And don't just say you're a vegan and you got an apple in your mouth. 
that has an effect. You know, there, it's impossible for there to not be a reaction to an action, uh, an effect to a cause. It's impossible for it not to be. So pay attention and you can either go along to get along or take back your power and do the right thing. Now, um, I'm just going to give you guys a couple ways if you have any comments, questions, concerns to, to contact us. I'm not sure if I just said this on the last podcast, but our email address is familyflowers. It's familyflowers, all one word, 777 at gmail.com. Now, we don't use a lot of social media. We do have a Facebook we opened up recently, and it's the same, Family Flowers. Um, and also, an Instagram is Family Flowers. So, if you ever want to reach out to us, have any questions, because I know um, making that change is, is not going to be easy. We're not going to sit here and see it. Because, again, I've, I'll speak for myself. I'm working on changing myself. Um, but most importantly, like I said, do it for your children so they don't have to go through the same thing that you went through and your grandparents and great-grandparents and so on and so forth um, be the change you want to see in the world and do that through your children as well but reach out to us uh, give us a shout give us a holler uh, we want we want to make that change we want to do it collectively and through connections so please feel free always to uh, reach out to us if you have any questions comments or concerns and always remember it is not just the fact that knowledge is power. It is not just the fact that knowledge is power. It is the practical application of knowledge that is power. And that's where wisdom comes in and intelligence. So uh, with that, you know, we're going to say See you later, everyone. I am the child. I am the child. All the world waits for my coming. All the earth watches with interest to see what I shall become. Civilization hangs in the balance. For what I am, the world of tomorrow will be. I am the child. I have come into your world about which I know nothing. Why I came, I know not. How I came, I know not. I am curious. I am interested. I am the child. You hold in your hand my destiny. You determine largely whether I shall succeed or fail. Give me, I pray you, those things that make for happiness. Train me. I beg you that I may be a blessing to the world.